The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir. We are back. We are back with another episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you right now, we are on a heater. As you all know, I still got my guy, Scott Reichel, with me. And this has got to be one of the great interracial duos that you have seen in all of sports. We're like Lil Mac and Doc. What was, what was his name again? Doc Lewis. Doc, uh, Doc Lewis. We're like Billy and City. It is, this is Kobe and Gasol. This is Caretaker and Cruz. I'm telling you, we are on a fucking heater. Oh, my God, Scott. Yesterday was great. Yesterday was great. Caretaker and Crew, that's a throwback right there. Respect. Hell yeah. Hell when yeah. When you call me Adam Sandor, I've been called worse in my time. You know? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Chris, hey, Chris Rock won't know who in that movie neither now. You know, they, they, they did my boy wrong. That's crazy. They always do us wrong in the movies. They ain't, mm-hmm. they won't nothing in that storyline that said you had to kill off his character. You did not. Well, they also didn't have to kill out Samuel Jackson in Jurassic Park, but what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. There's a larger issue that we have to talk about here, but we're not going to do it on this podcast Bubba right now. And Gump. Yeah, you can go. You can go down the line. You know. Hey, <laughs> exactly. It's a larger issue that we're going to talk about. We're not going to talk about it here. We're going to talk about this insane fucking heater that we're on. I did amazing. You did great. Oh man, we gave out a bunch of winning plays just to go over some of the winning plays we gave gave out. Matter of fact, I wrote a tweet of some of the stuff that I've hit on yesterday so me personally seven and four ats on on the day that's pretty solid pretty good man it it really could have been better the 76ers ruined my day it really could have been better 76ers out of nowhere so they they give me a l in the lock column the 76ers don't get that cover but i cover my other three locks of okc plus two they got it done i said that this was going to be the first win in two months the first home win in two months and they got it done it was just against the Magic, but it doesn't matter. Now, now we go on a run. Okay, see, let's do it. Let's go on a run. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so okay, see, that cash. Detroit Pistons plus four and a half. You can keep the points. We don't need them. We'll take the money line. That cash, hope you sprinkled there. Knicks plus eight. You can keep the points in that one, too. We cashed that on the money line. I hope you sprinkled there. That was my dog of the day. Prop best the prop cast when we did the prop cast my best bet was Kyrie over 26 and a half and I told you on this show take Kyrie's b-day ladder of his points just bet his points and increments all the way up and you'll cash all those bets you did that if you did that yesterday so congratulations on that Scott you had a day as well I did unfortunately though for the I don't even know what day in a row I was torn between (laughs) two dogs and I picked the wrong one happens all the damn time man The two that I was torn between, I had the Kings that I liked against the Pacers because even though Fox was out, even though Sabonis was out, I didn't give a damn. Indiana laying six, have fun with that. That team's just awful. And I ended up picking Portland because I don't even know. San Antonio, I thought, would just – You were fading yourself. Underperform again. The issue was that a couple days ago I overthought it, and yesterday I overreacted and underthought it. Yeah. And I somehow, like, have to find the medium there. But 
if you've been taking my second favorite dog and fading my actual dog, you've won twice. So, you know, congrats there. But Three overall, times. Three times. Know, this third time it happened. I think it's the third time. Overall in the card, I know as a whole we crushed it. Yeah. Even some of the ATS losses that we had, for example, the Minnesota Phoenix game, we like the mm. overs our favorite play anyway. So if you factor yeah. in our favorite plays in each game, we did even better. And the yep. Probcast, we also did well. We both had our best bets. Yeah, we kind of crushed it yesterday. Hell yeah. It was a really, really, really good day. I'm 7-2 and two in my locks this far for this week. So if you've been tailing my locks, congratulations to you. You're up a boatload of cash right now. And we're going to have to find some diamonds in the rough because today's slate looks kind of, I don't know, it looks, looks a little off for today. So we're going to have to find some diamonds in the rough. I think it is. I think there is. It's, it's potential here. There's potential. But anything in essence of making this a shorter pod. We got to talk about one thing. That's, yeah. That's okay. There's one thing we got to talk about. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this, but we got to bring yeah. it up. Go ahead. Half, uh, half man, half amazing is officially a full man again because he's playing home games. Kyrie yeah. is back. So I caught that. I think because I be sleep like while everything's going on in the day, I don't see who reported it first, but it does seem like he's back. Oh no, like it's official! Going. Like it, it got yeah. passed today by the mayor. Like he, he's back. Okay, so the Nets lost yesterday, but they were one of the only teams that lost while also winning yesterday. Yeah, that's absolutely. A huge so that that makes the, everything so much more interesting because now you have to basically look at the Eastern Conference and the Nets are an entirely completely different team now. Yeah. Because I had them as possibly being a first round out in the right situation because one, they didn't have the home court advantage. So they are. And while that probably was a little bit better with Kyrie being able to play more games, they still had, to go into somebody else's environment and still try to pull out and win games. So I had them possibly being a first-round loss, but I've said this a while ago. If you have 100% Kyrie, this Nets team can go far. And so now the question mark is, are you going to get anything from Ben Simmons or not? That's the real question. I know he's had numerous setbacks with the back. Truth is, even if he comes back, he hasn't played in a year. What's he supposed to give you, like 15 minutes? Like they're not going to throw him out there for 30. I mean, I don't think he's going to do much. Now, yesterday, they lost to Memphis. Kyrie and KD combined for about 70, which is just ridiculous. But the thing is, I can't even really criticize the way the team played as a whole. Defensively, they were a mess. But they were down 19 in the second quarter. They actually took mm-hmm. the lead briefly in the fourth. And then Memphis mm-hmm. blitzed them down the stretch. So the fact is there's a couple ways to look at it. The first way is that the Nets defensively are bad, and that's not a surprise. That's why they need Ben Simmons. The other hand, you can say that they were down 18 on the road against the two-seed in the West and came back before losing without Seth Curry and with a couple of injuries. Dragic didn't play either. So they were a little bit shorthanded, not series pieces, but still depth pieces, and they still Mm -hmm. hung tough. The main takeaway for me is going to be the defense, though. I do think that's a concern. Then again, we saw last year in the playoffs, they were awful defensively the entire regular season. And then they kind of picked it up as the playoffs went along and actually looked pretty good. But Katie and Kyrie, man, I'm not saying that it's a better scoring duo than LeBron and Kyrie, but I can't even describe what I'm watching half the time. This, This is just wild, watching the two of them play together. It's crazy. If they're, if you're playing against those two and they both don't go for 30, you have to call that like a mini miracle. Like yeah. a mini miracle just happened because they both didn't go for 30 on you. Did, did KD not get the 30? No, he did. He did last yeah. night. I'm saying that you have a situation. Yeah, you have a situation where one of those guys that, or both of those guys doesn't score 30 points yeah. in the game. You're basically saying, wow, a miracle just happened. Now, the because, issues, yeah. uh, because it, it's not nothing you did. Is yeah. You probably did everything right, and they still put up 30 on you. See, that's also why I'm kind of looking at what's going on with Miami right now and why the more I think about it, the more I think that Miami's got problems that face Brooklyn. It's because Miami's offense, I know they have a lot of depth pieces. It's just not very good. And what mm-hmm. we've seen from the last couple of games, not even going into the whole Haslam, Butler, Spo 
uh, argument they had in the third quarter, solely looking at what happened on the court. They've lost back-to-back games to Philly that was resting everybody and Golden mm-hmm. State that was resting everybody. Now, I know they're still going to probably be the one seed, and people might think this is a bit of an overreaction. I don't think it's an overreaction. It might be panic time because I don't know how you lose both those games. How do you lose both those games? I don't think that is panic time. I think that because you see this, you see this happen with one seeds. Like I know what happens, but both teams all are the time. Everybody, you even had the wake up. But it happens ball all after the time. Last game. It happens all the time, though. It happens know, all the time with the best of teams. You're at with home, the best you got run out of the they, building. Yeah, and still. It still happens with the best of teams every single year. The best of teams at some point in the season, you're sitting here and you're scratching your head and you're like, how the fuck did you lose these two games? Whether yeah. it's somebody that rests their stars or whether it's against teams that are complete trash and dog shit. It happens all the time. So I'm not really necessarily concerned because one, it's still the regular season. I highly anticipate that if this was a playoff, any type of a playoff push, they would not have lost, dropped those games at all. But I think that is just something that they're going through right now, and this is probably the wake-up call that they needed, and they're going to absolutely beat the shit out of the Knicks tomorrow. No, I mentioned panic time not necessarily for the rest of the season. I just meant assuming that Miami would face Brooklyn no, in a first-round series. You I would still, still take Brooklyn, Miami? I think, yeah, I think Brooklyn would have problems. I, I do think Brooklyn would have problems because I think that Miami team defense, they are literally going to force – Katie and Kyrie to beat them themselves, like by themselves. They're going to say, all right, that's fine. You guys, I can't do anything about you. So both of you are going to have to combine for 90, 100 points to beat us. To be honest, I'm kind of wavering on Miami. I still like them a lot, but I'm really starting to think the Nets could beat them in a seven-game series because Butler, truth is, has been terrible. For the last couple of weeks, I believe he's shooting below 10% from three since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. It's been really bad from three. They've had guys banged up all the time. Your Butler's been mm-hmm. banged up. Hero's been banged up. Yeah. I'm not sure how they're going to hold up in a seven-game series, just based I on the take, amount of durability concerns. I would take Miami for two reasons. One, because I'm pretty sure if Kyrie, Kyrie's playing all the way, Katie's playing all the way, they're in the playoffs, I'm almost positive that the Nets will probably be favored to win that series. Almost positive they'd probably be favored. Maybe not by I'm a lot. Assuming pick I think em. they would. If I had to guess, I'd go pick them. Yeah, I, I pick them with a slight lean to the Nets, and I think most of the game script is probably going to be in the Nets' favor, at least definitely for the away games. Yeah, and I can I can absolutely see them stealing games away from the Nets in Brooklyn. So while it's not, I that that'd be a hell of a series if we got that. Round one. Truth is, no matter who Brooklyn plays, is going to be a hell of a series in round one. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's just they're they're one of the best teams. Like they are not an eight seed, and we know this. But because of the injuries, because of the Kyrie thing, this is how they fall. We know they're not an eight seed. So, and it looks like this is probably where they're going to end up. <laughs> probably well they might you know play that one game play in and get to the seven but yeah they're well, the seven would mean they'd either be playing spots yeah there's yeah, a three-way philly tie right now for the two you got milwaukee boston and philly the truth is milwaukee they play boston would be a, they're gonna get them up out of here milwaukee would be a good boston series and then get them out of here boston i think would be competitive i think boston would go six or, i think boston would go six or seven i think that would be really close i don't i don't know who would actually lean to in that series because i do really like boston but we'll see Philly, I think, would be a waste of time. I think the Nets would beat the crap out of Philly. And I don't even mean that from a biased perspective. I mean because I literally watched the Nets kick the crap out of Philly in Philly by about 30 a couple weeks ago. And we already see that Harden starting to, I don't want to say deteriorate, but the injuries have started to pile up. I know he left yesterday's game briefly. Embiid hurt his back yesterday. He kept playing. He played pretty well. But still, over a seven-game series, I think the Nets would beat the crap out of him. If the Nets are playing Philly, I would actually take Nets in five. I think the Nets would just steamroll. I don't think it, I don't think it's that easy. I think it would be, to be honest. The more that I think about it, the more I think the Nets just match up extremely well against that team. As for Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami, I think those would be wars. But I think that Philly, let's just say as a Nets fan, I hope the Nets play Philly in the first round. 
Okay, careful what you ask for. Well, what other choices do I have? I got Miami, Milwaukee, and Boston. I would I would rather play Boston. I would actually rather play Boston because I know Boston, at the very most, is going to be inconsistent for the entire series. That's fair, but Boston, to be honest, has been an absolute phoenix lately, and they made me a lot of money yesterday against nope, Utah. And that's, exactly, and that's exactly why I stay hot going all the way to the playoffs because that's how you fuck up. For me, I would rather face James Harden and Doc Rivers in a seven-game series. Well, yeah, if you're telling me that it's going to seven. I'm, well, I'm just saying in a series. I think the Nets have the, have the best chance to beat Philly over any of those other three teams that we mentioned. Mm, no, I'm going to put Boston. In my opinion, I you're, you're going to say Boston. I get yeah. it. I'm still going Philly, but that's just me. Okay. All right. We've talked enough about things that are not the five-game slate that we have tonight. Let's talk about win bet. Looking for a Las Vegas style casino fun in the palm of your hand? Look no further than WinBet, the premier online casino from five-star Win Resorts properties. For classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. Also, they also have WinBet Win Hour from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Pacific time. Better prices on select games, anyone who has WinBet app is alerted right on the hour. There's so much to choose from. So all you have to do is just download WinBet. Just download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start get and get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older to enter and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ladies and gentlemen, it's still merch madness. So if you're looking for that sweet SGPN hoodie, make sure that you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. Every day, merch madness games are being played. We will be giving away an SGPN hoodie. So make sure you go there to enter sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash merch madness. Guys, 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 guys. Did y'all know that Scott doesn't drink coffee? I thought I didn't drink coffee. Scott doesn't drink coffee at all. You would never expect that because Scott is up 24-7. Like, if you're in the SGPN channel, he's up 24-7. So now we are putting Scott on to trade coffee where he can go and fill out his personal quiz and find the coffee that is right for him. Look, I did it. I don't like coffee. I didn't like coffee. Let's say that. I have to say that in the past tense. I didn't like coffee. But then I got on a trade coffee, and I did the quiz. I put in my preferences, and they sent me the bags. And I went, and I tried. And I said, oh, wait, hold on. And you know, you, you kind of get that sip where you'd be like, mm, oh, wait, hold on. Let me try that again because I don't think that was as good as I thought it did. And I, uh, no, that was actually good. So go down to trade coffee. Make sure that you get your opportunity and test out the bags that they have. And guess what? If you test it out, you don't like it. They will send you a new bag. They send you a new bag. You get the opportunity to try out other different things. Yada, yada, yada. This, that, and third. Just make sure you just go out there and try trade coffee. It's drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP. Go there. Take the quiz. And you will get a total of $30. Not 20 no more. $30 off your first order plus free shipping. That's $30 off plus free shipping with your first order at drinktrade.com slash SGP. All right. Let's talk about this card. This card has the opportunity to be really good or really bad. There's no in between here. <laughs> it's either a 5-0 and day or an 0-5 day. Let's see. Where, well, if I can pull the lines back up. There we go. We have the Toronto Raptors hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Raptors are laying five and a half. 215 on the total. Let's go flop over to the injury report. Oh, well, nope, that's not up. Wow. Look at me, unprepared. Oh, no, there it is. So, for the injury report, Rajon Rondo is out for this game. I can't remember the last time I seen him play, actually. And Dean Wade is also out for this game. You know, Jared Allen is still nursing that finger injury. He should be trying to return by the playoffs. Scrolling down to the Toronto Raptors, we have Gary Trent Jr., who is day-to-day with a toe injury. OG Anobi, who is 
questionable for this game with that finger injury. That'd be really good. They can get him back. And then Malachi Flynn is out for at least another week. So we'll see how long it takes for them to get him back as well. Scott, what are you doing here with the Raptors laying five and a half? So for this game, I find it extremely interesting that Toronto's laying five and a half. I get that they're at home and Canada is supposed to be a pretty solid, you know, home court environment for Toronto, but it's only 17 and 16 at home. It really has not been great at Scotiabank mm. this year while Cleveland is 18 and 18 on the road. We know, of course, that Jared Allen still out indefinitely. Cleveland's been okay lately, had a pretty bad loss to the Lakers last time out, but LeBron went nuclear. So that's yeah. definitely, I don't know, I don't want to say excusable, but that happened, whatever. Toronto, on the other hand, has lost two of three. They also lost to the Lakers. They lost to Chicago by 14 last time out. Gary Trent Jr. still questionable, not ideal. But for me, I'm actually going to take Cleveland here because I find it extremely interesting that Cleveland is 3-0 against the Raptors straight up, and they're getting 5.5. And And I know that Jared Allen is out. I just mentioned Trent Jr. might be out too. But Cleveland's a team that even when they don't win, they still hang around. They're an extremely gritty team. And Toronto offensively is definitely not a powerhouse by any means. They're pretty good, but they can struggle at times. I expect a war. This game's uh, team total, uh, the game totals around 214 and a half. So I expect to see points be a little bit at a premium here. I'm going with the Cavs. I think they hang around. <sighs> oh, this is, this line is really weird. It's very, very so. efficient. And it makes me want to go towards Toronto because why – if it stayed at three and a half, I probably would have been on the Cavs. But I just can't – I don't know who's actually out here betting Toronto. And maybe they're just giving us a better number on the Cavs. But the Cavs are tall. The Cavs are long. And the Cavs are athletic. And that's everything that fucking kills Toronto. It's not like that you just have a big – you know, a big center where you can run them off the floor with that lineup that they have and that person is obsolete. No, their their bigs can run the floor just with you just as much. Evan Mobley is literally a cheat code. And so... Garland's also a matchup problem for Toronto. Yeah. And so I really don't know what is driving this line higher and higher other than money coming in on Toronto. But I don't think that's the case at all. So it, this is a very fishy line. And Ananobi know, but, might play. I'm yeah. not saying he's going to, but maybe. But I don't think Ananobi's worth two points. And I don't know what good he's going to be in his first game back, to be honest. He may be able to be a spot-up shooter for them, but I don't know. This is Toronto's – The seat, they're both tight in the standings. This is Toronto's chance to leapfrog Cleveland. I guess give me Toronto. I don't like this at all. Actually, I don't either, I don't. but since it's – The line, the line is telling me to take – This is the – but this is the opportunity for Toronto to get out of the play-in. If they win this game, they're out of the play-in and Cleveland's in the play-in. And that's the first step in getting mm-hmm. – I'm pretty sure both sides are thinking that. But for the most part – Toronto's been ascending slowly, even though they haven't been playing well at home recently at all. They're actually 0-5 in their last five games, ATS at home. I'm going to take the chance on Toronto here because I think Toronto – I like Nick Nurse. And while J.B. Bickerstaff is, had a great season, he's, and he's, having, he's still having a great run. I don't care. Even if they, if they get to the playoffs, that is literally a win. If they get into because the play-in, that's a win, to be honest. Yes, anything. Like – Anywhere they're at, they're not in the bottom of the, of the Eastern Conference right now, not in the bottom of the league, so it's a win. So I'm not taking anything from JB, but Nick Nurse is one of the great coaches in the league. I think this is an opportunity for Nick Nurse to get his team right and say, yo, let's go ahead and get Cleveland up out of here and put ourselves cemently in the playoffs for a run against Milwaukee or even make a push for that five seed or for, uh, that five seed and bump Chicago down as well. So give me Toronto minus the five and a half here. The line is a little fishy to me, and I still think Toronto wins the game regardless. Either way, as a Nets fan, I'm rooting for Toronto tonight because I want to face Cleveland in the play-in instead of Toronto because even with the vaccine mandate being lifted, 
in New York. Yeah. Kyrie still, still, no still Kyrie. cannot play in Canada. So I'm mm. rooting for Toronto. It's actually a big game for the Nets if Toronto wins this. But teams 3-0 straight up against this, uh, this opponent, and they're getting 5.5, and, and both teams are a little bit injured. Gary Trent might play. You know, that might be the reason why. They're expecting him back, and he's definitely a boost to that lineup. But Absolutely. Cleveland's a team that's very difficult to beat by more than five, by more than five points. I'm going to take the Cavs. Yeah. Cavs two and three, ATS on the road in the last five as well. That's just – both of these teams are kind of – I got to see how Toronto's been at home though, because they lost to the Lakers as nine and a half points. No, they yeah, yeah no, so they're so they're definitely zero and five in their last five ATS yeah. at home. So both teams are four and six in the last ten, or home and away splits. Any play? I mean, no, I don't like the total. I don't like total at two fifteen. I'll say it right now. I, don't I think like I'm that. leaning to the under. If you just hope for a playoff atmosphere where both teams know that they need this game. You kind of hope that the refs let them play a little bit. We'll see. It's tricky because the two of the first three games in the matchups went under this season. But, of course, they had Jared Allen. And Allen's mm-hmm. the main rim protector of the team. I know Mobley's a great rim protector too. But with mm-hmm. Allen being out, Cleveland has seen a lot more high-scoring games. And Toronto, on the other hand, has struggled offensively. Toronto scored less than 100 in each of the last two. So it's kind of a tricky spot where Cleveland's been playing faster up-tempo games. Toronto's been playing slower. So I don't really know what to think for the total either. This game just seems like a complete stay away for me. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, I'm not locking locking Toronto up either. Not at all. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Indiana Pacers on a back-to-back going to play the Memphis Grizzlies, who are also on a back-to-back. 12-and-a-half for the Grizzlies. 237-and-a-half on the total. They just played on March 15th, and Memphis won by 33 on the road. Just throwing that out there. Great. And there, where do we have this injury report? Oh, let me put my reading glasses on. These are small words. Okay, we have Jalen Smith, who was day-to-day. Isaiah Jackson, day-to-day. Chris Duarte, who was out. Yeah, no, he was out. He was out. All right, whatever. Yeah, Chris Duarte, who was out. We're not sure what his status is going to be, if he's going to make the second game in the back and back or not. Scrolling down to – and I don't think Malcolm Brockton played last night either. So, he may play today. I don't see him on an injury report today, so he may play today. John Morant's day-to-day. It's really all you really need to know from Memphis Grizzlies. And not that that even matters because now they are a whopping 15-2. and two. When yep. John Morant, when John Morant doesn't play, so doesn't that doesn't matter at all. I know where I'm going, and I had this decision made after the games went final yesterday. Where are you going? I really want to make a case for Indiana, and I hate this damn team. Actually, no, I kind of love them because they realize that they're terrible. But still, this is a perfect letdown spot for Memphis. And they've been really good without Morant, 15-2, and two, as you said before. They just beat the Nets with Kyrie dropping 43 and KD dropping 30-plus. 30 Indiana just lost a home game to Sacramento with no Fox and no Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And they just lost by 33 to this team, like mm-hmm. a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it because I hate this team. I'm taking Indiana. It's not – I don't hate to say it at all. I'm 100% taking Indiana. I hate to say because I'm anti-Indiana, but I recognize the spot. Yeah. It's a good no, spot. This is, this is an amazing spot. This is an amazing spot for Indiana. They, both teams are on a back-to-back. I think everybody is trying to make it seem like only Indiana is on a back-to-back because they're the one traveling. No, Memphis is on a back-to-back as well. And not to mention, Malcolm Brogdon did not play yesterday. So – my hope is that this game, Halliburton doesn't play and Brogdon does because, one, Brogdon is on fresh legs, and, two, Halliburton looked hurt last night. Like, he mm-hmm. just did. He didn't play well for the most part. He looked hurt. He had a bunch of assists, but I know he was terrible from the floor. Yes. And so this screams Indiana. Plus, everybody and their mother is on in Memphis. I switched my pick to Memphis late yesterday because everybody and their mother was on the Nets, and that was enough for me not to back the Nets and to be on Memphis. Everybody is betting Memphis tonight. Everybody. I'm telling you right now, 
Indiana is the play. And You're Indiana is so line? much – Indiana, yes, I'm sprinkling on the money line. I'm telling you right now that Indiana is so much to play. I'm going to lock up Indiana plus 12 and a half right now. Because – The only thing concerning me is that Indiana is so bad in the fourth quarter that they could actually have a lead and just punt the damn thing for the money line. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine because I know I'm getting 12 and a half. I was going to so say, I'm, the 12 and a half is fine. fine. For the money line, yeah. I don't potentially mind a first half play because I really yeah. have seen Indiana punt too many fourth quarters this season. I just yeah. can't handle them for a full 48 minutes. Oh, they punted the game in Sacramento last night. They were up double digits and they lost the game. But for spots, it's a really good spot for Indiana. They could get blown out. It wouldn't surprise me. But Memphis, I know you're not supposed to celebrate midway through the season when you're still comp- uh, competing for a two seed. There is no way they did not go out and party last night after beating the Nets. No, no, look. And I'm trying to look at the history of their records right now. But Memphis just hit 50 wins last night. Yeah. No fucking way they didn't go turn up. There's no way they didn't go turn up. I got to assume sorry. they had to. They, they just hit 50 wins. And when's the last time they hit 50? They haven't hit 50 since 2014-2015 season. They're also now five games up in the division with about nine games left. I don't want to say that it's completely on ice, but it looks that way for the division. I got to assume they party. They did you not see the celebration with Desmond Bain in yeah. the interview? <laughs> they were they were lit. Like that was a that was a huge win. That was a great win. You just beat two top seventy five players. Yes, I said that. I don't give a fuck. You yeah. just beat two top seventy five players in the history of the NBA at home. You that is a huge win. And don't look now, but who do they have on deck at home as well? A two games set against the Bucks and the Warriors. So this four game, this four game home series that they're playing, they played the Nets. Now they got to play the Pacers. Then they play the Bucks. Then they play the Warriors. How the fuck do you get up for the Pacers in that sandwiched in between there? You yeah. don't. Fuck yeah. that. Lock it up. Pacers plus twelve and a half. I'm with you. All right. Are we betting over? I feel like we have to. I'm not taking the under. I mean, mem- <laughs> there's multiple ways you can cash this over. Either Memphis scores one thirty. Or you have an absolute war on your hands where both teams probably get to 120. Yep. I'm taking the over. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm 100% with it. All right. Nothing else for that game. Next game on the slate, we have the Washington Wizards traveling to Milwaukee to play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are laying nine and a half, 229 and a half on the total. Reading glasses are back on because Milwaukee has an injury report. Chris Middleton is out for this game with that wrist injury for the Washington Wizards. You also skipped the part where Giannis just got ruled out about 20 minutes ago. Did he really? I did not get that. Oh, wow. All right. It's even better because I made a YouTube video with the Bucs about an hour and a half ago, and he got ruled Um, out 20 minutes ago. Fantastic (laughs) stuff. Are you going to resend that video? I I don't know if I can resend it. It's just one of those situations that's out there. You know, whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna delete it. Like you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. All it just right. sucks. But as another Milwaukee's been a thorn in my side for injury reports for years. It, it's been the case <laughs> for a while. Kyle Kuzma is also out for the Washington Wizards. That's the extent of the injury report. I didn't know Giannis was out. So that's like literally fresh information. Yeah, it was 13 or 12 and a half. And now it's down to nine and a half. Yeah, I see that movement here. Okay. I was just about to ask nine, and a, but nine and a half. So are we laying? Uh, are we laying nine and a half? No, I'm not. I'm not laying not. a nine and a half with a Milwaukee team with no Giannis and no Middleton, and Drew Holiday has to be the star. Yeah. In a team that already is devoid of a bench, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing well, that. Give Washington's awful, but I hope they're not this bad. And, of course, you know, since they made the U2 play before the injury, I hope Milwaukee wins by 30, but that's not going to happen. I mean, this team without Giannis and Middleton, I mean, hell, you're going to be relying on who is your Bobby Portis? Is this the Bobby Portis game? Like, I don't know what you're looking for. This team on paper does not look great. Now, Washington on paper definitely does not look good either. But (laughs) with Giannis being out, Porzingis is a matchup problem for Milwaukee defensively because we know Lopez is mostly a post defender and a rim protector. We know Giannis is mostly the guy who's on the perimeter. Who's going to guard Porzingis on this team? 
and I'm not saying Porzingis is a great player, but we know offensively he's talented. With the injuries, I don't know who's supposed to match up on this guy. Bobby Portis isn't slowing Do you trust Bobby Portis on Porzingis? Not at all. He's not slowing him down. I don't. So I'm, I got to go with Washington. And they still they still have KCP out there where Milwaukee is just abysmal guarding the three. Like they're yeah. really fucking bad guarding the three. And Kispert you have been K- awful this yeah. season, but he was a good three point shooter in college. And that's what I'm saying. So you still have Kispert and KCP out there that if they get going, then that's just another level of score. Other, excuse me, another level of scoring that. A lot, a lot of time you didn't anticipate for, and not to mention this team just got ran off the floor by the Rockets, and I'm pretty sure that they're feeling that. They yep. got, they probably have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they went 20 percent in that game from three against the. They Rockets. were they were awful. Now Washington's lost seven games on the road in a row, so they're not a good road team whatsoever. By nine and a half. Nine and a Nine half, and a half is absurd when Drew Holiday's your best player. I mean, that, that's that's wild. Yeah, give me the nine and a half here. I'm not going to lock it because I can't lock this Washington team right now. I really should actually and bet the money line because just knowing Washington and how they would love to just fuck me in this under, this win total under, they would win this game and now I'm going back into sweat. Well, I'm still sweating, but I even go into more of a sweat mode because this was a game they weren't supposed to win. On the bright side, though, you picked up an extra loss with Houston, so you can argue it balances itself out. Uh, I guess. I guess. Whatever. All I know is that I'm looking at the actual prices here, and Washington money line is around like plus three eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a local that's at plus four oh three. I mean, four oh three is extremely tempting. Yeah, that's not that's not bad at all. I, br- I, I like- might look at first half if I expect Milwaukee to get off to a really slow start without their best two players. Mm-hmm. So that might be how I'm looking at it. But once again, Washington sucks. You're just hoping that Milwaukee basically decides to punt the game without its best two players. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I'm not I'm not really interested in total at all. I'm looking at a team total maybe. Milwaukee's team total is 119 and a half. It was at 122 and a half. Giannis has to be worth more than three points for a team total. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the under there for Milwaukee points. I, I think they'll still win. I can't think of. But, I can't think of anybody on the bench. With no, Middleton maybe Connaughton and, gets hot from three. Maybe. Yeah, I, but still, Connaughton probably moves into the starting lineup at this point with yeah. Giannis and Middleton out. So I can't think of any bit any bench production that they're going to get that's going to drive that team total up. So, yeah. And I got to assume that with Washington playing as slow as it does, Milwaukee's not going to speed it up without Giannis because he's a walking transition bucket. So I expect yeah. him to play slower. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like, I like it. the under in the game. Yeah, top being said, I like the under as well. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bulls on the road again. We're on the road again. We not against the, the top three Bulls team, though. They got a on shot On the today. road again. Mm, not against top really. three though they might actually win a game yeah i guess we got to go with the i guess we oh chicago's been so abysmal on the road recently oh they're bad However, they're, really, they're really bad they're on the road they're going to play the new orleans pelicans in new orleans pelicans are laying two 226 on the total this is either a vast everybody is overreacting to Chicago being so bad recently, and that's why that this line has ticked over to New Orleans and even gotten up to two. Or everybody is going to bet the fuck out of the Bulls because they are a dog, and they're going to get burned in their face. I'm leaning to more of the side of this is slight overreaction by the public in betting New Orleans because... While the Bulls have been abysmal on the road, New Orleans is not good. They're they're not good. They are treading water. They're not good. And, oh, an injury report would be nice because I'm pretty sure Brandon Ingram is still not playing in this game. Uh, Ingram is doubtful. Doubtful. Doubtful for this game. So the two fives are not going to be there. Well, DeRozan's questionable, though. So, And then, yeah, well. Technically. That, that just means play. he's gonna. 
That just means, yeah, Levine's probable. DeRozan's questionable. DeRozan's probably going to play, and then he's probably going to go off for 40 points. I think he'll play. I, I'm, I think he'll be a little bit quieter. DeRozan, truth is, ever since everyone hyped him up for MVP, has really been okay. I mean, he's given you a steady about 25, which is still solid. He hasn't gone for thir- – he's gone for 30 once, though, since February 28th. Mm-hmm. He's really been on the quiet side for the last couple of weeks here. Is this even the quiet side, or is this more of he's coming down from the insane I was going to say, it was unrealistic was expectations. On. That were yeah, he, early, yeah, this isn't even really the quiet side. It's just more of he's coming down from the insane fucking high that he was on. Yeah, it's also quiet <laughs> because the media is not talking about him anymore. Yeah, and so... I mean, hell, he, but, he beat a Will Chamberlain record. That's almost impossible. Yeah, he did. He really did. I'm taking New Orleans. I'm not happy about it, but I can't back Chicago at this point. I just can't. I mean, you can go down the line for the last couple of weeks, not even against top three teams in each conference, which has turned into a meme. But besides that, they've been just atrocious. I mean, you can really just look at the last couple of weeks and, yeah, they've lost eight of their last 11. Actually, Mm -hmm. is it eight of their last 11 or is it – they've lost nine of their last 12. That's rough. Yeah. That's really, really rough. And Middleton was out. I know it was a back-to-back for Chicago. But with no Middleton, you get run out of the building by 28. It's not great. On the road, they've lost four in a row. They've lost six of seven on the road. Is It could be more. Hang on a second. Yeah, they've lost six of seven on the road. I'm not going to do it. I know that it seems like Chicago is the attractive underdog pick because you're still going to be getting most likely Levine and DeRozan and you're going to have no Ingram playing for New Orleans. But I think there's a reason why the money has come in on New Orleans up to this point. I think Chicago's a trap line. I'm going to go with New Orleans. <sighs> I, once again, this card is really not for the – it's not for automatic home run locks because there's a lot of tough games on the card today. No, it really is. And I get – the trap line thought, I really do. And I'm trying to decide if it is or not. It's not as clear to me as it was the other week or last week, whatever it was, when we saw the Bulls on the road at the Kings. But it feels like that this is just too, too, too good to be true for me that New Orleans would be favored. And so I think that it's – it's not. I'm going to go with the Bulls here because ultimately, and looking at this as a basketball perspective, New Orleans just fucking sucks on defense, man. And if you give this Bulls team looks at the basket, they're going to kill you. They're going mm-hmm. to absolutely kill you with guys like Kobe White, with Vucevic on the inside, with Io DeSomu coming off the bench and being able to help to add to the scoring load as well. I'm concerned about Chicago on the glass, though. Because Hayes and yes. Valanciunas are both really yes. good on the glass. It could get ugly on the boards. And I think that's a to, concern you have for Chicago as well. They have to have an incredibly efficient scoring day to just come out with a win. Not yeah. even to make this a blowout. They have to have an incredibly efficient scoring day to just come out with a win. Especially with DeRozan potentially being out. I don't mind taking a look at Vucevic rebounds. Because yeah. they really need him to go for about 15 rebounds in this game for them to even have a shot on the glass. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm exactly on the same wave as you. I understand I'm gonna back the Bulls here. I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Bulls here because ultimately I think Zach Levine can go off for at least thirty. Especially if, if DeRozan's not playing. I think he has the opportunity to go off for thirty. And I think that this team is good enough where they're going to get contributions from a Kobe White from a Ayo DeSomo off the bench that is gonna lift them over what the Pelicans are going to get from their bench players. Am I wrong for thinking that the Sun should be starting? I thought they were better when he was starting. I know they had some injuries in Caruso's back. Yeah. I think Caruso should come off the bench. Mm-hmm. I understand why they why Caruso's in. I guess they're saying their their preference is defense. Now. I get it, but the Sun gives you length, which I think you yeah. can use on the perimeter. 
And I, I think that he's. I think he'll be better. Maybe not this season, but in future mm-hmm. seasons, give an off seat, give an, another full off season with him, and let him develop his scoring. I mean, not his scoring, but his defensive yeah. prowess in the just, NBA. Just saying, they, they've yeah. lost. No, no, I like it. You might yeah, want no, to like switch it. something up. And the fact that he's getting about twenty four minutes a night shows that hey, we need this guy on the court. Mm-hmm. So I hundred percent. No, I'm with you. I think that he has more of an impact today that's going to help lead them. Yeah, I'm contemplating if this is going to be a McCollum game or not. I don't... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with McCollum here because at the end of the day... Because Herb look- Jones is really fucking good. Yeah, uh, to be honest, he kind of lagged out during that speech, but all, all I know is that McCollum, I'll let you repeat what you were going to say because you kind of lagged out for that, but McCollum, do I think he's going to go for 30 in this one? Probably not. I think he'll probably go for 25-plus. He kind of needs to, to be honest, because Herb Jones I like as a defensive player. Offensively, is not exactly the most talented guy on the planet. Yeah, uh, Devontae Graham's a streaky three-point shooter. He's really not been that good this year. Yeah, And we know Hayes and Valanchunas aren't really known for their shooting. So McCullum might need to go for 30 or 20-something mm-hmm. in this game. I do wonder who on Chicago is going to guard him. I'm assuming it's going to be Caruso, but you might get Vucevic in a bunch of pick and rolls. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with New Orleans. Yeah, all I was saying was Herb Jones. I'm looking forward to a Herb Jones-DeRozan matchup okay. and how DeRozan handles that because Herb Jones is really fucking good. Yeah. May not be good scoring the basketball, but defensively, mm-hmm. he has the potential to be one of the best in the league. When he, you know, like we're we're probably at some point going to be talking about him in defensive player of the year conversations. Also worth mentioning, by the way, Larry Nance Jr. is expected to make his team debut tonight for New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to matter, but it gives you another big man that Chicago's going to have to worry no, about. No, it block. does. No, it does. Yeah, it does. I just... I'll play for like fifteen minutes, but I'm just throwing it out there. I just laughed because I thought about him and Josh Hart saying that they just swapped houses. Oh, that's a good, that's a good joke. <laughs> yeah, they just like, hey, yeah, we just swapped houses. He's going there. I'm coming here. Just said, fuck it. Here, take mine, take yours. All right. Last game on the slate, we have the Phoenix Suns traveling to Denver to play the Denver Nuggets, where the Denver Nuggets are laying for 232 on the total for the injury report for the Denver Nuggets. Alfred Porter Jr. is out for this game. It looks like he's actually on the way. He's coming back. Nyanji is also out. Al- Alfred's making the sandwiches. He's got other stuff he's got to do. Yeah, you know, he's handling his butler duties and mm-hmm. all of that. Being not the not the sidekick, but the assistant to the sidekick. Assistant to the regional sidekick. <laughs> hey. <laughs> For the Phoenix Suns, basically all the same. No they play, they really played update. yesterday, so yeah, you, they might, you might see a late scratch because they, they had a really nice win against Minnesota. Yeah, and that was a very good one. Yeah, good for them. Uh, Towns, of course, had that little moment there with Crowder, which I was a fan of. Hey, boy, for, for I'm Towns. telling you, Carl Anthony Towns has the best character development in the NBA right now. Like the best character development in NBA right now. This man, I, I feel from, like Pat Bev is Doctor Frankenstein. Like he's building, he's building him up into this monster because we know that Cat alive. was, yeah, Cat was relatively soft for most of his career. I mean, we saw that with the Embiid <laughs> encounters. We saw that with the meet with the photo of him trying to back down Boogie Cousins in like a second year, which was hilarious. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but. Pat Bev is an instigator, and it seems like his type of aura or persona has trickled down to the rest of the team. Whether or not you think Pat Bev is a good player or not, separate story. Attitude-wise, it does seem like Cat has adopted some of those traits, which has definitely helped his performance. Having said that, after that altercation happened, Phoenix kind of ran them out the gym. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I, th- I think they got distracted by the fight and Phoenix was still focused on getting buckets and Phoenix won the game. So Phoenix is one win away from their 60th. And they, I think Monty Williams already wrapped up coach of the year, but if they get to 60, it's a full on done deal. So I need basically one win in the next nine to fully clinch the coach I of the year award. I think you've clinched that. I'm that. good, but I'm just saying I, yeah. I want the 60. Yeah. I, want yeah, the no, 60 I mean, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. Yeah. Of no, course Den- they're going to get Denver it. Denver has been good at home. 21 and 14. 
They're not Phoenix, who is 29 what and 6 Denver, on the road. What Denver has been good at home? I'm saying straight up. They're 21 and 14. Oh, oh, oh. Not I'm against the spread. I was about to say, what Denver team you know that's been good at home? Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix straight up is 29 and 6 on the road. I don't know why Denver's laying four here. I know they killed the Clippers. Congratulations. The Clippers are in free fall right now. You killed Washington on the road. Congrats. Washington's awful. You lost to Boston by 20 at home. You lost to Cleveland on the road by three. Can you explain to me why Denver's laying four? I'm assuming that they're pricing in somebody on Phoenix missing. Either maybe somebody on Phoenix missing. Maybe this is them saying that Phoenix is on a back-to-back. I Or just Denver needs truly, the game more to avoid the play-in? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't fucking know. But either way, I think that Milwaukee is better than Denver. And – with Phoenix staring – I mean, Minnesota. Sorry. Uh-huh. Minnesota is better than Denver, and Phoenix is staring at win number 60 right there in their face, and all they have to do is beat fucking Denver, who really, really is not that good at all. What have the teams done against each other throughout the season? You can go ahead and talk more why. Go oh, they've split. That out. They split. Oh, yeah, that's not even so, – I mean, Phoenix, I Phoenix was the, the home team both times, but – I can't even use the angle that they Phoenix been beating the shit out of them all season because they haven't won against them. It just doesn't make any sense for me. I'm just going to take the dog. Give me Phoenix plus four. So I'll tell you right now, the one win that Denver does have over Phoenix was the first game of the season. Then they played about 15 games later, and Phoenix beat them by 29. So they're both very early in the year. One was game one, which I'm not saying you can fully toss out, but, I mean, come on. I think, I think you can fully toss that out. I think on principle, mm-hmm. I got to like Phoenix. They're 59 and 14. You're going to give me 14, and as of right now, Booker and Aiton are playing in this game? I'd rather I'm going to go with Phoenix. I'd rather wait till you define, definitively tell me that somebody is out before I sit here and believe this line. Even if Correct. You're I'm saying for the think, podcast yeah. now, I'm going with Phoenix. Yeah, I'm but... taking the four. I'm taking the four. It, because Denver is just not 12 and 16 as a home favorite. Yeah. 14 and 21 as a home team, period. And shit. Wrap up the, as them as a, as a favorite, period, home or away. They're 20 and 25. This team is not good. This team is not good at all. And they're basically on the Bulls wave of if they're playing somebody good, you just fucking fade them. If they're playing against somebody, if they're playing against somebody bad, then all right, hop on Denver because they have a chance to win the game and get that team up out of here. I think the issue I run into with laying points with Denver, which kind of goes into the good team fade angle is the fact that good teams recognize that Jokic has to do everything by himself. Yes. And if you limit Jokic to, let's just say, 25 points, and you limit him to nine assists, you're probably going to win the game. Mm -hmm. Because nobody else on Denver, I think, is really worth a damn. Monty Morris is okay. I'm very anti-Will Barton. I'm not a Barton guy. Aaron Gordon, I think, should be better than he actually is. has been a story for his entire career. Jeff Green's okay, but once again, he's a role player. We're talking about Jeff Green here. Like, they really don't have much. I like Bones Highland, if that counts, but they don't really have many guys. Like, it's, it's really just how it goes. And I know when Jokic ends up resting for 10 minutes in this game, Phoenix's bench unit should blow him off the floor. Yeah, they should. Oh, so I'm going to go with Phoenix. I will say that if you're on Denver, you're using the narrative that this team got swept by them the last time they were in Denver. The last time the Suns were in Denver, they, they got swept and bounced out the playoffs. I made a lot of money that, on that series. That is the only narrative that I have for taking Denver right here. And maybe that is indicative of the line a little bit because that they're just going to get up a lot of these players were on that team. They're going to remember that. They finally got this team back in Denver after an entire season. They finally got this team back in Denver. They're going to want to come out here and show out and try to get a win. I'm not willing to put my money on that. That is a, a solid narrative. I'm for somebody that's with spots, and that is a very solid narrative to have. 
I am not willing to put my money on the fact that this team is going to get up after a year later because that team swept them out in the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm on the Suns here. I, I, I don't trust Denver at all. And maybe this is a chalk, maybe today, this is the chalky play and this is the play that goes wrong, but I can't. I got to assume Phoenix team. will be the most popular underdog on today's card. Absolutely. I mean, maybe Absolutely. Washington now with no Giannis, but you know what I mean? In a non injury based like lo- logic behind it. Phoenix yeah. will probably receive at least, hell, like 70% of the tickets. Yeah. I don't know who's going to want to bet Denver. So if you want to go contrarian, take Denver, but I, I can't go against Phoenix. They're too good. Same. No. Any thoughts? 232 and a half. Well, it's 232. Any, any thoughts on 232? It seems like a very high total, but I'm actually going to take the over. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the last couple of games for these teams, Phoenix had the really high-scoring game against Minnesota, which we both had. We thought that game would get into the 240s. It did. Uh, the Kings landed 251. It was with overtime, but they scored at least 125 points in each of their last six games, which is just absolutely wild. With no Chris Paul, they're scoring 125-plus in six straight, which is insane. But Denver had a high-scoring game against the Clippers. Gave up 124 to Boston. Gave up. Uh, they scored 127 against Washington. I do think both teams can get to 115 here. So yeah. a total of 231 or so does seem a bit low. I'm going to take the over. All right. No, I really, I'm really not feeling the total in this one. I'm, I'm leaving it up to you. Once again, that... you're, you're asking me what I think, and then tell me you're not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. No, either. no, you're I'm not feeling the question. total. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't really have, I don't have anything to even. I don't even have a lean because I think that it's a very strong realm of possibility yeah. that Phoenix just locks down on Denver tonight. Denver struggles to score the basketball. Like there, there is games, especially with teams that are very. Cl- soundly coached that can play defense when needed that they just don't score the basketball at all because there's literally one person that they're depending on to get all the scoring done. Mm -hmm. They need Alfred and they need Robin so bad. They really, really do. And I'm not, by the way, if Alfred comes back before Robin, does that make him the new Robin? No. No, because there's been no because Rob, there's been times where Robin hasn't been there, but Alfred's always been there. Yeah. So yeah, Alfred. No, Alfred is still Alfred. Okay. I I think automatically Murray's going to be Robin because of the bubble, just only because of that one series with Donovan Mitchell. I don't yep. think I don't think Porter Jr. is ever going to do that. So I he he there's no way, and he's he missed a whole season. Yeah, he missed an entire season. So yeah, he has to be Alfred. Alfred has the bad back. He's got the bad back. It's also a weird world where Alfred somehow has like the bigger contract because that con- <laughs> that contract that they just pay him for Denver. I mean, even if Murray's making technically more money, I'm actually not even sure. I got to check that because the salary cap keep go- keeps going up. Murray at least has looked like a superstar for at least a week. Porter's always been a solid complimentary guy who could get you maybe 20 per game in a good season, but that's pretty much it. Plus, he doesn't guard anybody. But Nobody at all. That's why he, he struggled to get on the court for so long. That's why Malone benched him for the first couple of years. He couldn't guard him. Then he more. just got to a point where he was scoring so well that yeah. it was like, all right, well, I have to play this guy. He had the poster dunk on uh, Harrell in the, in the bubble. And then they were like, oh, we actually got to play this guy like 30 minutes. But yep. that contract might be the most underratedly bad contract in the entire league. Mm-hmm. They just gave him an extension, and now he has serious back issues. That is not good. But oh and well. did you did you also know that Batman, Robin, and and Alfred also use IP Vanish to protect all of their data, where they're going, and getting their information, and where they're streaming from hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. The Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you guys need to tap into IP Vanish. Look, I use it. I make sure that my location is hidden so everybody doesn't know exactly where I am. You can use it for passwords, communications, browsing history, what you're streaming. You can use it in your tablet, phone, even a fire stick. Anything like that, you can use IP Finish. I don't go anywhere without it anymore, and they're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Super easy to use. All it is is a touch of the button. You're instantly protected. 
Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP for use promo code SGP and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. There is never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Now there's a new way to bet the ponies. You can play the DFS Daily Fantasy Style app where Stable Duel has multiple games weekly, all tracks all around the United States where you can build your stable, play against others, move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. And if you don't know anything about horses, it's fine. The app gives you the data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Get in the app, create your account, and build your stables today. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. Play, race, win. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is still going. We have the Sweet 16 starting tonight. And you can always find the best odds on PropSwap because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. And then... After you get it and you make your purchase, you can either go for the win or you can resell it and get you a profit. Like Dave from Chicago who purchased a $100 North Carolina championship ticket on PropSwap and then resold it on PropSwap for $500. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app. They have fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know about all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Let's go ahead and get into it, Scott. We're making great timing here. What is your lock and your dog for this five-game slate this evening? Well, we better make good timing because there's only five games. And we didn't really like half. Well, um, we've gone two hours and talked about two games before. So, yeah, for this one, truth is the lock I found tricky because, yeah, Giannis got ruled out and that kind of killed my original lock. But I'm actually going to go with Milwaukee team total under 119 and a half. Okay. This number is just too high to me. It's a spot where you're missing Middleton and Giannis. I know that Milwaukee, without a couple of good players, ended up beating Indiana earlier in the year. Indiana sucks. I know Washington's not very good either. But they played twice this season. Milwaukee scored less than 113 points in each of those meetings. And Giannis did play. So defensively, Washington has kind of held their own to some degree. 119 half seems a bit high. Washington, we know, likes to slow the pace down. We know Milwaukee, with Giannis, likes to push the pace. But I expect them to play a little bit slower and more methodical offensively or more methodically offensively because they don't have a free fast break dunk on every single given possession. I just like the I like the team total under for Milwaukee because if you're missing your best two scores, I'm not penciling you in for 120. I think that's crazy. So I'm going to take yeah. Milwaukee team total under 119 and a half is my best bet. I love that. What's next? So I was thinking about uh, Washington as my dog, but I mean I'm not going to pick the same game twice. That's just that's just stupid. Um, well, no matter what I pick, I'm going to be wrong. So my runner-up was Washington, if you want to go for the dog there that I was going to pick but decided not to. Um, I'm just going to trust the team that's, that's made me a lot of money this season. Give me Phoenix. Okay. I, know they're on a back, I know that they're on a back-to-back and they might not play a guy or two. They're just so much better than Denver. Mm-hmm. And even though Denver's at home and Denver has looked decent lately – they played the Clippers and they played the Wizards. They lost them. They lost in between to any team with a pulse. I mean, they lost to Boston by twenty at home. I said before they lost to Cleveland on the road in overtime. I don't think Denver's very good. So if you're going to give me four with the best team in the league, I'm going to grab it. Give me the Suns. All right. For my lock, I'm going with the guys. Indiana Pacers plus 12 and a half. This is a letdown spot for I thought that was going to be your dog. I thought you're going to take the money line to go for the home run. No, 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 no. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the 12 and a half. Cause I'm fairly like, I'm super confident that it's 12 and a half cashes. So I'll take the 12 and a half. I'll fade the public for my dog. 
I was already debating taking these guys, but when you didn't take them, it just kind of you're going to take the Wizards. Even so more. I'm going to take the Wizards yeah. money line. That's what plus four hundred somewhere. We should there. both cash. Like I don't see a situation where Washington wins one twenty five to one twenty two. I just don't see that happening. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking Washington money line. I'm at the end of the day. The Bucks are lose lost not only two deaf players, but two of their best deaf players, like two of their best players on their team. And that's even going into the deaf and making them pull from that bench even more. And I'm just not going to trust that bench of theirs. I think that this is a poor Zingas game. I would play poor Zingas points total up. And I think that this is a game where he can actually get off. And if he starts going and is able to get the ball to the wing and, or to the corners and get it out to the three point shooters, then it's going to be an extremely long day for Milwaukee because they just, are terrible and they're going to they're literally going to fall into the trap of giving Porzingis all this attention and then just give up threes everywhere and Washington's going to take them for a run so yes give me Washington in this spot I'm pretty sure they beat in Milwaukee and Milwaukee before this season if not I'm almost positive they beat Milwaukee before this season I may be thinking about something else but I'm pretty sure they got a, a really close win against Milwaukee yeah I like I like Washington here I don't any know other thoughts on the slate? We're both on Washington. Yeah, anything else on the slate? Not really. Uh, I was trying to look at some props I might be tempted by. I mentioned Vucevic rebounds. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to pull the trigger on that, but I am looking into it. Um, besides that, Mobley rebounds I like. It's at about nine and a half. When you have to deal with Siakam and Achua and Barnes, and really the only big men you have that you're going to use regularly is Mobley mm-hmm. with a little bit of Kevin Love off the bench. Mobley kind of needs to clean up on the glass in this game. Nine and a half seems too low. I think he should end up getting to 10. You? Yeah, no, he should. He he should. Evan Mobley, I think Evan Mobley, I would play his points and rebounds personally. I would play his points and rebounds as well. He's been struggling lately that, that, scoring, so that's why I kind of pumped the brakes on the points. Okay. But the rebounds should be there. Yeah. And okay. there is also one other prop, very obscure, that I do like. Uh, it's going to be Drew Holiday. <laughs> Let's hear this. It's Drew Holiday. And right. you can get him over one and a half steals at around minus 110. He's had at least two steals in seven of the last eight games. Okay. And without Middleton and without Giannis, he should be on the court a lot, especially if Milwaukee plans on trying to win this game. We know mm-hmm. defensively he's fantastic. We know Washington's a bit careless with the basketball. One and a half steals for a guy that's gone over in seven of the last eight does seem pretty attractive. I like the over yeah. there. All right. I like it. For my locks for the show, like I told you, Indiana plus 12 and a half. I'm going to lock up Washington plus nine and a half. I'm on the money line. I might as well lock up the nine and a half as well. That's all I'm really on for this slate. Five-game slate, not going to push it too far. We had a great day yesterday. Let's try to keep it going today. You know, you guys know where to find me at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. And we are at the point in the show where I still don't know what I'm going to say to end of the show. So I'm just going to end the show like this. We're out of here.